Hi, everybody. Welcome to the UEA's Nursing Podcast. We have another Meet the Lecturer episode today. Uh, my name is Joe Ellis Gage, and today I am talking with uh, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Joe. Thank you for coming in. Um, so, we're going to have one of our, our Meet the Lecturer chats. So, students will come across us all in different roles as advisors, as lecturers, and module leads. But sometimes they, it's nice for them to know a little bit more about us. What, what's our background? How do we get here? What do we do? So, that's what we're going to explore. Um, but to start with, just give us a really brief introduction. Who are you and what's your role? So my name's Sophie North and I'm part of the adult nursing team here and a lecturer in health sciences. Fantastic. Okay, great. So we're going to find out how you got to this point of being sat in front of me and having to ask, answer all my questions. But you came a different route into this than most people that I interview, because normally I start with a question somewhere around what made you get into nursing, when did you start nursing, etc. But you came in through a different route, and actually you trained as a doctor. So tell me about when you decided to do that. What, what got you into studying medicine? Oh, really good question. Um so I think I was quite late into the kind of knowing what I wanted to do. Um, but I had had a brother with lots of complex health needs and had, I guess, got to see what an amazing difference um, really good healthcare professionals can make. Um, and increasingly became really interested in the kind of people side of things. Um, and that's how I got into medicine. Um, but I always knew that I really wanted to focus on how to support people in a really kind of holistic way. Yeah. So of mixture of biopsychosocial yeah okay so you kind of you had a little bit of a personal link in but you kind of saw the bigger picture of it and what actually could be involved in medicine yeah yeah and did you go straight into that straight from finishing school uh yeah i took a bit of time off but yeah pretty much straight in from finishing school um and i was really lucky i did my training mostly in leeds but i also took a year i took some time out of medicine and i went and did a uh, BSc in international health also in London um, oh. I was really kind of interested in global health and so you did that in between sort of part of your medical training yeah. or yeah yeah so I took some time out of my medical training um, kind of halfway through to go and do that oh sounds really interesting yeah uh, what really so good. what made you suddenly go and do that I'd been working like in a, in a voluntary role with um, particularly on projects involving refugees and asylum seekers um, and had done some, had become involved in a project which was mentoring young asylum-seeking um, people. Mm. And it was through that that I got really interested in thinking, oh, I want to know more about kind of global health. Um, I want to know more about this. So I took some time out to do that, and I did my dissertation looking at the health needs of young unaccompanied asylum-seeking people. Wow, that's really interesting. And then you went back, continued and finished your um, medicine. Yeah. But had that kind of extra knowledge and d- or another degree already behind you. Yeah, so yeah. I then went back and completed my course, um, and then went on to work in hospital, but continued with this kind of interest around global health, but particularly around working with displaced groups. Mm. So you you were doing the kind of the traditional doctor job after qualifying. Yeah. Um, but you always probably had a, a draw to that other area that some people don't have. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And I was involved in quite a lot of different kind of community projects. Um, So it gave me this really nice opportunity to kind of think about how the links were with both clinical medicine, but also with working kind of in a community, um, particularly in a community with people who have 
um, often had lots of different kind of multiple challenging experiences. Okay. And at that point, were you thinking like that's kind of like the career route or is it just an interest? Because obviously the thing, once you qualify as a doctor, everyone's asking what what training route you're taking, what route you're going to go down, where you're going to end up. Were you thinking actually this, my little sub-interest is where I want to end up or... I don't think I was kind of a big enough thinker in a way, um, Just, but I yeah. guess I was increasingly drawn and experiences and people that I was meeting were increasingly make me, making me think this is an area that I'd really like to understand more yeah. um, and see how I could yeah work in more. So yeah, I guess I was sort of slowly drawn more yeah. and more towards that area. And then um, whilst I was working in hospital in Reading, um, an opportunity came up to um, be to co-direct and develop a project working with refugees and asylum seekers who had experienced extreme violence. Um, and I then went for that project. So I then left working in the hospital yep. to work on that project. Brilliant. And what did that involve on a kind of, what, what did you do in that project? It was really, really mixed, but we worked with different organisations, so some incredible organisations providing kind of different sorts of therapeutic support um, to offer retreats, which were based very much around kind of holistic support. So um, there were elements of kind of skill based mm -hmm. um, training alongside more therapeutic support. Um, yeah, lots of different kind of lots of different aspects to it. And a really different roles so using loads of your skills i'm sure but then being a doctor on the, on the hospital on the wards to going into sort of coordinating all of that it was really really it was a big change um but i really felt so lucky um because i realized how much i yeah how much i really enjoyed having the space and time to think um in a slightly different setting about yeah. how to kind of holistically support um, but also how to work with grassroots and different organisations. Yeah, so there's loads of skills that you'll have developed in that time and links to other areas, and that sounds really interesting. Um, so how long did you do that for? So I was involved as uh, the co-director for like five years, but I was involved in that project for a bit longer than that. Um, but it was whilst at that project that I... There was a couple of experiences um that made me think, oh, I really want to be, particularly with people that I was working with, it made me think, oh, I really want to be involved a bit more in uh, working with healthcare professionals to think about how to make sure that the places that they're working are kind of inclusive and welcoming, particularly to people who've got an experience of extreme violence. Okay. Um, and, and was that something you realised that you hadn't particularly had in your training and your development, like prior to your own knowledge in it? I think... To some extent, I was really lucky in Leeds. You got quite a lot of opportunities to spend time in different kind of projects. Okay. Um, so I did, for example, one of my projects I did with The Big Issue. Um, and I um, did quite a lot of my placements in, in, which made in places where there was a really diverse population. Yep. So I guess it was something that I was already kind of interested in, but it made me think, yeah, I feel like there's definitely... A really important role for making sure that during healthcare training we really have time to reflect on and think about what the lived experiences mm. might be of um, this kind of community group and population and how we can make sure we're best supporting them. Yeah and so how did you go about doing that? You had this view that healthcare professionals needed to learn more. What, what did you what did you do next? 
So me and someone that I had met who um, was uh, he, he was uh, n- now working for the Red Cross, but he had lived experience himself of being of having to leave um, the Congo, Congo Brazzaville, and so me and him both approached the medical school first um, and asked if we could be involved in doing some teaching mm-hmm. for medical students. So that's how it first started, um, and then we approached the midwifery team here yeah. in HSC and came in to do a couple of sessions with them and it was kind of from then on that I realized how much I loved being involved in teaching and what an amazing opportunity it was so that's how I first kind of got my foot into HSC I guess yeah okay so you kind of you came in with a plan of this is my particular area that I want to be teaching on and my real passion but actually once you were through the door you were like oh I quite like this yeah this teaching is quite interesting and it just one thing led to another and here you are (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and how long have you been at the UEA for? So I first started as an associate tutor, I guess, 11 years ago, but it will be eight years, actually. Last Octo- just the October we've just had that I've been here um, with a lecturer position. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really lucky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're lucky to have you. It's like there are different experiences to bring in and help on the teachers. And you do a lot of work with getting service users involved in lots of lots of our teaching programs already which is really helpful as well um and then alongside this you do some work with the university of sanctuary yeah. tell us about that yeah so uea has been a university of sanctuary since 2018 um and it's a an initiative which happens at universities across the uk um so n- now there's more than uh, I think there's more than 80 universities that have sanctuary scholarships mm-hmm. or different routes for those seeking sanctuary to enter higher education. Um, a smaller number that are now accredited as University of Sub Sanctuary, but it's ever growing. Um, and it's really an initiative which looks at how places can be places of welcome and inclusion, particularly for those who are forcibly displaced. Yep. Um, so at UEA, it's a really broad initiative. So we've got sanctuary scholarships, um, particularly for those who are in the asylum system who wouldn't be able to access higher education, wouldn't be able to access Student Finance England funding yep. to come and study. But we also look at how we support students here um, from background of forced displacement. Um, and I've got a whole kind of range of projects around that. Um, but also looking at our teaching and the research that's happening. So it's a really broad initiative across the university. Um, but yeah, lots of exciting streams of work mm. happening within it. Oh, that's interesting. So it sort of sorts, gets people, tries to get people in who may not otherwise come into university, looks at the support for them once they're here, and then looks at the teaching that we're delivering around that area at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And that's across the whole university, not just HSC, that's much wider. Yeah, so we have students across the whole university um, that are part of the sanctuary community, but we also have academics, so we're also a member of something called the Council for At-Risk Academics. Okay. Um, so we also have academics that might be come through that program mm-hmm. um, and it's there's a kind of a, there's already a, an ever-growing um, sanctuary community at yeah. UEA. Brilliant okay well, that's really interesting I mean that's the for a, a relatively short chat an, an awful lot that you've done in in your career that kind of is of, of interest so hopefully students who've had a watch will find that interesting and might come and seek you out to ask your opinions on things if they've got a particular interest in a certain area. Um, So thank you for coming in and telling us all about it. Oh, thank you, Jay. All right. Thanks for watching. Um, Hopefully you found this um, chat with Sophie interesting. If you did, um, hit like, um, subscribe, and you'll get alerts when we get more videos come on. And you can ask questions in the um, 
comments box below um, and have a look around at the other videos that we've got available because there's a whole range that you might find interesting. Um, and thanks for watching. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.